the devil's work. And welcome to another real horror show, Shite Sandwich. Breathing that sweet, sweet, spicy smell of ginger. Mm. We are looking at a Gary Boosie, yeah, that Gary Boosie, <laughs> film from the, when did this come out? Do you know I didn't write it down? No, it's it's it the like. 2000s, isn't it? Was it? I'm sure it was, I'm sure. It looks dated because it's directed <laughs> by Charles Band. Yeah. And if you people who know Charles Band, it's the full moon guy, you know, puppet master, trancers, all that kind of stuff. I like his stuff though. It's got that he's never shied away from just going, fuck it, I'm just in a low budget film, I don't care if it's silly. Yeah. Anyway. It's the ginger dead man. It is indeed. Which Which the tagline isn't evil never tasted so good. Yeah. Well I basically <laughs> I basically made my own tagline and it was it's child play, but with baked goods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Where do you want to start? The intro is very child's play. It is, yeah. I think that's where I got it from. You basically you've got like Gary Boosie's a killer who's in a restaurant Millard shooting Findelmeyer. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, which is a fucking one. cool name. <laughs> yeah. You never, you never see. He's in a he's in a restaurant having a shootout, and um, he's robbing this little restaurant. That has made he got the idea from Tim Roth in Pulp Fiction. From, yeah, but it's not even that many. It's just a really small restaurant. It's almost like a roadside grease stop diner. Like, yeah, yeah, diner. Yeah, and um, so he's shooting the place up, and then I think he, one of his victims lives. And then in, in the peri- in a period of time you don't see on screen, he's arrested and electrocuted the th- in the yeah. chair. Well, the thing is, child's play, you get Charles Lee Ray and he gets shot in the toy store and he falls into the Chucky dolls and he puts his hand on one of the Chucky dolls and does his voodoo incantation and transfers his soul to it. Dembella. Give me the power, I beg of you. Whereas this is a lot more fucking... Long-winded and bizarre. There's so much that has to happen yeah. that he would never know happened to achieve. And at what point did he decide that? Well, I don't know if it was his. Yeah. Well, he he's, he's he's fried in the electric chair and then obviously cremated, which is again so yeah. fried again. You, you're he's only twice fried, hint. Gary. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see any of that happen, like you said. His his ashes are packaged. The survivor up. works in a bakery. Yeah. And one day, someone drops a box of. Granny's gingerbread mix on the back door. Gingerbread seasoning or spices. Season, yeah. Yeah, and it's, um, it's basically him. And not that it explains it, his ashes are obviously in the seasoning. But for some reason, someone has decided the best way to reincarnate him was to mix him with gingerbread seasoning, which then someone has to bake. But also, in. it relies on the unlikely event, which actually becomes shockingly likely, and it makes <laughs> of somebody bleeding into the mix. Someone has to cut their hand open it and stupidly walk over to the mix and hold their hand over it, going, ah, I've been cut. And then after that, a cat fight has to break... Well, two girls have that sort of cat fight, have to have an argument so that one of them falls onto some electrical thing that zaps yeah. the oven as well. It's a convoluted fucking list of events that need to happen to make Gary Boosie, let, uh, Millard Findelmeyer, the man, become... It's Millard almost as convoluted cooking. as the plot of I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only not quite as much, yeah. but yeah, I mean the chance. I mean, if it was just that the uh, these ashes need yeah. to bake into the thing, that would be fine. But he needs to 
hope and pray that on that particular day somebody like conveniently cuts themselves and then somebody causes electricity to flow well, through the You mix. have to hope that someone randomly goes, decides I'm going to pick up this random box that's just laying on my doorstep that I've seen a cloaked fucking jower leave behind for me. I'm going to use it, no questions asked. Someone's going to bleed in it. We ain't going to worry about that. And then there's going to be an electrical surge. All those things have to happen. Yeah, which they do. Conveniently. They do. Yeah. But I don't know why they couldn't have found an easy, just a quicker solution. And this all takes okay. place in a bakery called Bakery. Yeah. <laughs> it's just some, it's, it has got a name, I think. Like, it? I never saw it. I just saw a size bakery. There is a, it's like, you know, Kate's Bakery or something, but the cake bit is very small. And... and What really pissed me off from the start was the fact that the, I can't remember what the main girl's name is. Uh, she is no. talking to herself the entire time for the sake of exposition. Yeah. And it's so glaringly obvious that that's what's happening. It was really pissing me off. But the thing is, it doesn't even tell you about the ashes being in that mix. You've got to make that leap yourself. Yeah. They just happened to mention he was cremated. I immediately assumed that was the case. Yeah. I'm going to presume that's the case, but... It probably was. It, it, was it, it had to be, but, it, but they then, never... But that made me wonder, did it have to be a gingerbread man? Could his ashes have gone into anything? Because you've just gone to like a, a place that's making fucking life-size T-Rexes and put, him into the, put his ashes into the plastic mix. That's going to be a lot fucking better than being a cookie, surely. Yeah. You're an animatronic <laughs> dinosaur. But soon after all this occurs, we are introduced to the film's best character. Is this the Butcher Baker? Brick. Is he called Brick? His name's Brick. I didn't write his name down. Yeah, his name's Brick, but he's a wrestling fucking fanatic. He's, he's a baker who's a wrestling fanatic and calls himself the Butcher Baker. And everything he says is a um, is a wrestling... Um, yeah, there's some kind of link to wrestling in his quote. It's like you got to pick yourself up off the mat yeah. and get back in the ring and all that sort of... And what was his his little line? He's practicing the mirror. He's like, "Your ass is toast." So this is still. I don't know if toast is really baked goods, but he's getting food in there. Yeah, he's a wonderfully cheesy character. Who's I kind just, of liked him though. I do too. I think it's because he actually has a story arc. Yeah, he's got a thing going on. He's a baker. He wants to be a wrestler. That's more fucking story arc than a lot of these characters are going to get. Other yeah. than this one's maybe a bit of a bitch. Yeah, he speaks through the entire film in some weird wrestling. Philosophy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for want of a better yeah. word, it's all very philosophical as long as it ties into wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can understand why it pissed people off, but I found it quite endearing. I yeah. quite like it. If you knew him in real life, you'd be like, "For fuck's sake, yeah. fuck off, brick! Give it a rest." You're gonna with get the cuffed in the ear old. wrestling analogies. Yeah, you're gonna get but... a Will Smith. <laughs> we're still, we're still carrying that one, aren't we? <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> You don't have any hair. If I made a G.I. Jane joke to you, would you would you hit me? No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's enough of that shit. Everybody's talking yeah, well, about that. And we digress because we got carried away with being slapped around by the butcher. The big butcher. butcher. But I liked him. And he was an idiot. He's a shit character. Yeah. And annoying as fuck. But yeah, I quite liked him too yeah. because it was cheesy and stupid. He added but- a little bit of depth and dimension to his character which not many other characters had I think when he cuts himself he goes the butcher baker needs no doctor yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just <laughs> it was stupid but I liked it for the stupidity yeah. like I said it gave his character a little bit of an arc there'd have been nothing to him if he just like oh, I work the oven I'm going home now yeah. and I was like I am baking goods and going wrestling <laughs> it was like yeah you've, you've got a character cool I fully would expect that some people might Watched a film and fucking hate him. Oh, yeah. But to me, it was amusing. So, thanks for uh, blood and electricity. 
We now have a uh, Gary Boosie voiced gingerbread on the loose. Where do we go from that, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> I have got written down that the gingerbread dough, when it becomes a hand, is actually quite well done, special effects yeah. wise. I mean, there's, and there's it's the last scene, in the, the first and last scene in the film that is well done. Yeah. But <laughs> well, it looks like they've got some gloopy dough type substance, and it looks like there is actually like a doll's hand just pushing yeah. underneath it. But it looks like a hand and it's wiggling around. It is kind of well done. But I don't get why is there a hand in it? He hasn't. It hasn't been cut into a gingerbread shape yet. Are we really going to start like <laughs> questioning any part of this plot? Okay, I probably shouldn't do that then. Yeah. Why is there a hand? <laughs> yeah. He turns into a fucking homicidal gingerbread man. All right. Okay. There, there's a um, a chap. Is he like a like a landowner? And he's got the Paris Hilton type blonde self-centered daughter hmm. and she decides to put a rat in the bakery and then she can get the health people called down on them. Gingerbread Boosie sees the rat Gingerbread and Boosie. it doesn't make sense because he sees it he's going hey rat fuck off rat and then he goes hey come here come here you're like make your mind up you've just told it to fuck off and then he's going hey come here rat and then that scene ends yeah I mean what's a rat supposed to know what to do but it doesn't it, that, does, that scene goes nowhere <laughs> what's a rat supposed to do <laughs> I'm but confused that, now I'm only a rat that ends you never see the fucking rat again. Did anything happen between them? Was there a cut? No. What, what, what was the fucking point? Other than someone going, oh shit, we got a rat. And then that'll do, don't worry about the rat anymore. I was too busy being annoyed by the um, flagrant waste of fucking materials that they were committing. It's like she had all this gingerbread dough rolled out, made one gingerbread man of it, and that really pissed me off. But wasn't this, yeah, I know. It wasn't, wasn't <laughs> the theory, it was a, a trial because of this spice mix they hadn't used before. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that. It must have gone over my head. I think it was like a test one. And then I've got written down. <laughs> Go on then. Custard pie fight. Custard? I haven't had a good custard in years. She never makes the stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was um, <laughs> a spoiled blonde girl puts the rat in the bakery. The other, the main girl whose name we can't even fucking remember sees that she's in there, sees the rat in there, and they have a bit of a fight where she does it by slamming a custard pie in her face. Yeah. <laughs> Because well, it's a bakery, so you can get away with having a flan with some different cream on it. I guess I don't know. Oh fucking hell! I don't know. I, they, again, I was questioning. I mean, why has a bakery got all this like Frankenstein's fucking lab electrical equipment? Don't they just need an oven? <laughs> yeah. A worktop, yeah. a rolling pin, and yeah. an oven. An oven, sure. and if you need one of those um, stacking cages where you slide all the trays into it, you roll into your oven. Yeah, that's it. You don't need. <laughs> Although I must admit that wasn't on my, I didn't really take notice of it being like Frankenstein's laboratory. Just weird shit throughout the film. And I was thinking, why is that there? Do I, there's so many things we're going to debate on though, which is going to be why are we questioning this? Like, why are they scared of a fucking gingerbread man? He doesn't do anything to start. Or if he just kind of pops up and goes, I'm gingerbread. All right, I know a talking biscuit is going to be slightly off-putting, but you're a little like, bit on, like startling. But then you just it's a like, fucking gingerbread man. Yeah. Stand on it. Yeah, just put a cake tin on his head. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Slide oh. a piece of paper under it and let him outside. You know, off you go, mate. Yeah, I've actually put Doug Cow away from it. Step on the fucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is one character in this, and I think he's actually done some acting in proper things because I looked up the lead actress in this, and she has, uh, not to say they're not proper things, but she seems to now exclusively seem to be working with Charles Band. She's been in a lot of his movies, which, fair play. I'd... Do the same, Paige, she enjoys yeah. it. Yeah, I'm nothing against her, but you've got the um, the spoiled girl has got her boyfriend Amos. I thought he was actually quite good. Uh, he could act, yeah, to me, and he's actually had an action career, and he's the only one who made any sense in the whole movie. We're like, hang on, let's just go and do do whatever. He's like, it he is always plans. a little bit of a. It's like when we reviewed Shark and Saw, Women's Prison yeah. Massacre. Um, it is always a little bit 
upsetting when the one who stands out in a film is the one that can act. Yeah. I mean, usually you like to watch a film with like a lot of good actors and one person who's not performance isn't great. But in these in these circumstances, everybody's kind of shit. Yeah. Except one person who can act, and that stands him out from the rest. Yeah, and he can, stood out. It was also that he made sense. So they're like, "Oh my god, there's a gingerbread man on the loose," and he's like, "The fuck are you talking about? Are you you know what's going on?" He, yeah. he and he doesn't believe him as you wouldn't, but he was the sensible, logical one, and like we said, he could act. Although my next note, you're probably going to know what that's referring to because I've just written "mmm frosting." Is that the same scene that I've got? I've I've got Bukaki attack. Is <laughs> 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 that where they find what's her name and she's laying there just yeah, covered in white? That goop. is the same scene. And I just wrote yeah. down Bukaki attack. He's, he's covered her in frosting from head to well, just uh, just the head's uncovered. Her body is covered in frosting, yeah. <laughs> exaggeratedly, and there's a, a <clears throat> cherry on each frosted boob. I was like, this looks like a scene from a very different movie. <laughs> Stupidly, I don't what I don't get about that scene because I the, I did watch some of the making of that's on the DVD. They actually did that in like a chiller. They actually filmed that on a chiller. So she was laying on a cold floor. Brilliant. And they had all that stuff all the the, the Bukaki <laughs> sculpture all over her. And it was going, "You're all right." And she's like, "Oh, my back's really cold." And they were like, "Oh yeah, we probably should have put a blanket or something down." <laughs> like, you really filmed that in a chiller? Yeah. Why? You don't you don't get that from the fucking film? Just it any floor would have done. Yeah, it didn't need to go that method. <laughs> Then uh, after they sort of discovering the um, the psychotic gingerbread man, I think Sarah sort of goes, "I'm gonna call the police." And I was thinking, thinking, yeah. "What are you gonna fucking tell them? Mm. Come quick! There's a yeah. baked good on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> What's your emergency? Biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> Killer biscuits. <laughs> you'd, you'd have to lie and go. There's a maniac in the. We've been attacked, and there's a maniac in the in the bakery. But then they don't call the police, do they? No, the Betty, the old lady, goes, I'm going to get my gun. Yeah. Then here's an evil cackle and doesn't get a gun. She gets a finger cut off and screams. Yeah. And all that anyone else in the shop front side of the bakery hears is when she falls into a carton. Yeah. She falls into like one of them, you know, big storage boxing on wheels. Yeah. It looked like it had laundry in it. She fell, she fell into a laundry bin and they heard that and went, what was that? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> but they didn't hear the screaming, the cackling, the other, you know, the knifing. I couldn't get past the fact that the gingerbread man facially looked more like a possessed turd. <laughs> well, it was weird, because on the making of, they made the small puppet ones. Mm. And to me, the whole movie looked like small puppet ones. Yeah. But apparently they had, a, they had a life-size one that someone wore, and it had a face piece that they could then wear so they could emote properly behind it. It wasn't Gary Boosie under there, then? It wasn't Gary Boosie under there, no. He, just, he was... Gary Boosie, the person, is in it for five minutes at the start. And, and the voice. The voice of Gary Boosie, yeah. the gingerbread. You say there was more than one of these things. No, they just made multiple... No, I mean films. Did they make sequels? Yeah, there's three, I believe. There's... Are they Gary Boosie starring? I don't think he was. The sequel is Passion of the Crust, which is a good fucking sequel. and A title, I mean. Yeah. I like the name. And then the third one, he goes back in time to the 70s, I believe, and it's called Saturday Night Cleaver. <laughs> that doesn't really make any sense, no. though. So I'm guessing... But it's the gingerbread man and disco. Right. And then I think he then he then ties in with some of the Evil Bong films. Oh, right. Because there's Evil Bong versus Ginger Dead Man. Okay. But I haven't... I've, weirdly enough, I do own the first Evil Bong movie. Yeah. But I haven't seen the others. I haven't seen the, the crossover. This is what I mean about my notes not making much sense. Okay. I've, I've written, basically, Edible Chucky. And then underneath that, I've got... How about a facial? <laughs> and I wish I'd, <laughs> don't I wish I'd tied that, that into something. Wow, look at that. I don't know if it was to do with the Bukaki thing. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> well, I've got after the um, 
mmm, frosting, after what, how many rounds are in a revolver? Because Amos has a gun, mm. and he fires five rounds out of that gun. Gingy gets the, the gun, fires around 15 rounds out of it. How many fucking rounds, and what kind of fucking revolver has he got? Because I'm pretty sure they hold six. A self-loading one. Yeah. Yeah. Even if he, even if Gingy had somehow re- got ammo and reloaded it, you wouldn't fire fucking 15 shots out of the bastard. No. They all miss anyway, useless little fucking cookie. It's just... Don't give guns to biscuits, kid. No. How's he fucking <laughs> pulling the trigger? Did they, like, give him proper fucking... No, I think he just had rounded stumps, didn't he? He didn't, I think. Oh, did he have little thumbs? I think he might have had a little... And they'd have been tiny. I mean, revolvers are heavy, especially ones loaded with more bullets than they can fucking physically oh. take. I'm not 100%, but I've got a feeling it is... It's propped against something. Oh, he might it might be propped against something and he's got his little gingery arm on the trigger. Because <laughs> the butcher baker, for some reason, he's gone to his wrestling thing and then rather go home, he's come back to the bakery and he arrives in the nick of time to grab um, Ginger Dead Boosie and bite him and chew him up. And that go, leads to the best line in the movie. It's not the... Got milk. Yeah. <laughs> Just wipes his mouth, goes, got milk. And I was like, yes! Like, Someone is... had, to, if I'd have written that, that would have been in it. <laughs> it was the stupidest fuck. Yeah, it would have been. It was so fucking stupid. But I think like... it followed on from the line, Butcher Baker is no one's bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made, yeah, it's a stupid fucking line, but it made sense for that character because he, yeah. But then eating the ginger dead man isn't the way to go because then you become a kind of, you become possessed. Yeah. By the ghost of Gary Booty, and you turn a little bit. Is he like a bluey green tinge? Yeah. Come on, stop rustling your notes. Have you, have you got a note bit. you're looking for? That you no, I'm not. To? I was actually oh. thinking. I hope I've still got my fucking um, <laughs> sandwich thing. I have. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't write a sandwich, but I've got one in my head. But he so he possesses the butcher baker, and they get rid of him by pushing him into an oven. Mm. Which two people have already been in that oven? The old woman who owns the place, she got pushed in it. She just had a few little burns on her. And the lead girl, was that Sarah, did we say? Yeah. Yeah. She got pushed in it and she came out all right. But when you're a possessed butcher baker, sorry, mate, that's, it's, your it's, days are done. It's probably all the yeast and your, shit in it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say your goose is cooked. <laughs> so, <laughs> come on, there got to be some more oven analogies. <laughs> Gas box six, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! But yeah, so and that's the end of the ginger dead man until um, how long after is it? They're having a bake sale outside the store. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. And they're selling. They're, you know, happy days now. Our friends are dead, but it's okay. The bakery's still going. We're going to promote our bakery. We're going to be outside selling stuff. And then someone's gone. Oh, an old lady dropped off this gingerbread. And there's, what, half a dozen little gingerbread cookies on it, and they all open their eyes. Mm. So it's a theme this woman's kept going. I can vaguely get the bakery thing because they want to kill someone who's at a bakery, but she still decided to put his ashes in the gingerbread men. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he only a fucking gingerbread man? Why is that world bothering me? I mean, just... <laughs> yeah, it could have been anything. Yeah, a fucking, I don't know, plastic gorilla. Yeah, like, you could put him in anything. I mean, what happens if they'd made a fucking ginger loaf? It'd just been a fucking <laughs> lump of bread. Yeah. Just sitting there going, well, this is fucking... I mean, I don't know if you do loaves of bread with ginger in it. A birthday cake. Yeah, anything. If you're sitting there hoping someone put a candle in you so you could like, try to start a fire. <laughs> no, I said if I was in the bo- erotic bakery, he's just like a big gingery sponge cock. Yeah. He's going to be fucking doing anything, just yeah. flopping around like a... Tits cake. <laughs> yeah. It'd just be flopping. 
flopping around this flaccid sponge cock that couldn't do anything. He wouldn't have arms or legs like a fucking cookie did. Mind you, it wouldn't then be called the ginger dead man, but... The, oh, God. The ginger it? dong man. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, uh, we're quest- I know we're questioning it too much, but there was a lot of... like That whole chain of events to resurrect him was just... It just had to be baked. That would have been enough. He didn't have to bleed in it and then... And then electrocute it. Yeah. Oh. He was already evil. And it was he just was in a baked ingredient. It was just that, like, his whole premise rested on stuff that most likely wouldn't happen. Yeah. That's that's the other thing that gets me about why is he always being baked... Like, by the end, he's being baked into cookies again. If someone can eat the cookie and become possessed, then surely you can put his ashes into anything. Yeah. Given the proper... Mix it in with some stuff. cocaine, so when someone snorts it, <laughs> instantly possessed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just had a fucking crazy junkie coming after you, not a tiny fucking, what is he, six inch high cookie. If that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the premise is dumb. It is dumb. And, well, I'm going to say, because we usually sort of like get to a point where we sort of say what we thought about it. Okay. I'm going to say, I really like this film. It was fun. Yeah. And that's, what I was hoping it would be from such a stupid fucking movie. Yeah. I mean, it we, we knows spoke... exactly what it is. You get, you don't Doesn't don't do what we're doing now and dwell over these. Don't dwell over no. stuff. It's not going to make any fucking, it's not going to make a lick of sense. I mean, but... we've, we've spoken in the past about films that we've really liked that are stupid, like Velocipasta being one of them. We yeah. both really, <laughs> yeah. really enjoyed yeah. that film and it's ridiculous yeah. and it's cheaply made, but they knew what they were doing. They knew what, audience they were playing to and mm-hmm. they pulled it off successfully and then we've looked at other films like uh, Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre which was a missed opportunity because again it was a stupid premise and it was cheaply done but they missed the point yeah and I don't think they got the point that they were making a silly movie yeah it's Charles Band if yeah. you know anything about him or Full Moon Pictures you know what you're going to get and with this film I sat down I watched it I enjoyed it I had fun with it. I laughed at it, mm-hmm. and it, I wasn't. La- I wasn't laugh. I wasn't. I was laughed with it. I wasn't laughing at it. Well, I kind of was. A bit of both, yeah. Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, it's a we, fun movie. We've sat here and picked it apart a little bit, but it knows what it is. It is. It's, it's a shit movie. Yeah, but it's also a fun shit movie. Yeah, the people in it knew that knew what they were in and yeah. what they were doing. I mean, some of the characters would piss you off in any other film, but didn't in this because. Yeah. Well, they didn't. It, it doesn't outstay. It's, it's less than half, an hour and a half, I think. It's about yeah. an hour and twenty. Yeah. Something. So it doesn't overstay its welcome, and it's not one where you're gonna go, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just gonna turn it off and I'll come back to it later. You can just go, fuck it. I'll just sit and watch it, and that hour and twenty minutes goes by pretty quickly. Yeah. Weirdly enough, for something with so little plot, it just. <laughs> and what plot well, there is is preposterous. Yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. preposterous. It's just I think it's one of them things where someone sat down. I mean, me and you have done it in the past, where we sat down and a title for something's popped in our head. Oh yeah, and it's made us laugh, and we're like, "What can we do with that?" Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, in my notes, and I've got vampires. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, vampire <laughs> pigs. That makes sense to me. Whether I'll do something with it or not, if someone else wants to go for it, just, yeah. just credit me with the idea. Yeah. But, it's like, yeah, vampire pigs. It's going to be fucking stupid. Because uh, I don't know how I'm going to keep him out of sunlight, for one thing. But anyway, <laughs> I just like the title. It's stupid. So, yeah, they've had a, they've, obviously the title came first. And then they thought, right, let's sit there and write this thing. And they probably sat there. Like like I say, we do that as well when we're writing stuff. Uh, I was telling you about some an idea I had for like the book I'm writing at the minute. Where I sit there and I'm sort of going, <laughs> yeah. as I'm writing it. And I'm thinking, no one else will get that. That's probably not that funny. But to me... yeah. I was chuckling when I was yeah. writing it. I've had that before, even in a review or something, or 
story or something, you're writing something, you go, that's made me laugh. Yeah. It might not make other people laugh, but I found it funny. So fuck it, um, yes. It's going to go in because I'm happy with that yeah. joke or whatever. Yeah. And I get the impression that this is how this film was born. They yeah. probably sat there writing away going, <laughs> this is really stupid. The characters are stupid. The whole Butcher Baker character is <laughs> fucking ridiculous. So I suppose we should give it a sandwich rating. Okay. Um, do you want to go first then? Yeah. I'm going to rate this sandwich. <laughs> Ham and cheese, okay, which equates to a four out of five. Wow, that's really high. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. This, no, no, don't get me wrong. Okay. This is this isn't a scale where you're rating fucking um, where you're rating like number one being legally blonde and number five being the Godfather. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's not that kind of scale. This is a scale designed to um, let you know how I feel about cheap. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Z movies. Well, yeah, you, you don't rate a B movie on the same way you rate a. Yeah. So a number five on this scale budget. is not like the same as The Empire Strikes Back or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Oh it's, yeah, that it's good sense. for this kind of film. Yeah. And so on that score, I give it a, a number four, which is a ham and cheese sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't do it as a numerical thing as you, but for me, if I was going to make a ginger dead man sandwich, it's mostly cheese. You're going to have a little bit of ginger in there and just occasionally you're going to take a bite and find that little surprise lump of Branston pickle in there and gives you that little taste you wasn't expecting. A little tang. A little bit of tang in there. Like, I wasn't expecting that. A I thought it was tang. going to be pure cheese and I found something that I liked hidden amongst it. But there's a lot of fucking cheese in there. And some of the cheese is a little bit that cheap plasticky stuff that you get to put on burgers. But it's American still, cheese. Yeah, that weird. Yeah, but it's still good cheese. Yeah. You're still going to eat it. You're hungry and you fancy a cheese sandwich. You'll fucking go for it. I think... Um my rating kind of covers it quite well because you, you mentioned the cheese. Yeah. But then there's the hammy acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. So yeah, I'm I'm pleased yeah. with my sandwich. It is a dumb film. It's not going to be for everyone. But if you like dumb movies, and you're not too worried about the plot, you can you can have a laugh with it. It's yeah. eighty minutes of just silliness. You can laugh with it. You can laugh at it. It's not trying to. Pretend it's something it's not. It's not trying to ram down your throat that it thinks it's a better film than it is, than it is because obviously they knew they weren't making a yeah. good movie. It could have just done with ramping up the the blood stuff. There isn't a lot. No. Of, of actual horror in it. No. And it's too stupid to really be considered like horrific. Yeah. Yeah, but you can do stupid and chuck in like poultry guys can be gory as fuck mm. and stupid as well. But this, I would like if it had ramped up the gore. But I think I get that with a lot of Charles Band stuff, where. The cheap, low budget. They're also fun, but you kind of wish like take that little extra step, yeah, and just put a little bit more carnage in. But I mean, there's a lot of puns in this film as well. There's a lot of like dough and cookie references, like money and stuff. Non-stop, yeah, yeah. I didn't write down who the writer was. I know Charles Band produced and directed it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't write down the name of the writer. So I do apologize. But yeah, coming up with the butcher baker was he's a good character. I like that as a character that you. I've got a feeling that's one of those where the writer was chuckling to himself. Yeah, as he was writing this. Yeah, he obviously got an idea in his head for yeah. someone who's like obsessed with wrestling, and then the wrestling <laughs> yeah. puns started coming, and the wrestling euphemism, wrestling euphemism. Uh, I can't fucking speak today. <laughs> wrestling euphemisms were fucking flowing, yeah. and he was probably sitting there giggling away. And it might be too much for some people. They might sit there thinking, "Oh fuck off." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, it worked. To yeah. me, it was stupid. He's, a, I mean, the actor's not great. He kind of reminded me. The butcher baker kind of reminded me of um, Nightmare on Elm Street Five. Is it five? Yeah, five. Where there's the character who's a comic book artist, and he goes into his comic book, and there's oh, Super Freddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he's suddenly one of his characters with all the guns, and he's listen to me, you dead head. <laughs> I think he was trying to channel a little bit early Bruce Campbell as well. Just he, he's got yeah. he's got the jawline, he's sort of had the hair. He was kind of there's only one Bruce Campbell. There is only one Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, but no, on a whole, it's, it's enjoyable. I don't. I, 
it's a film that you you wouldn't sit down and if you hadn't seen it and I was sitting yeah. you seen anything good lately yeah you gotta watch yeah, the Ginger yeah, yeah. Dead man because you wouldn't fucking do that it's, yeah it's not a film <coughs> you're gonna recommend it's probably not one that I would I don't know if, did you watch it on your own yeah yeah so I wouldn't be saying to my wife come on let's sit and watch this because she'd be like I know exactly the reaction I'd get if I said yeah. to Marie let's watch this and yeah. put this on she'd be thinking although well, I have done that in the past with films like Zombies and and um, the Velocipasta yeah, yeah. and stuff like that where we've we've watched it and. Uh, We've both really enjoyed it. Right. See, so, most of them ones, Amy will be like, this is shit, but I know it's your sort of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, yes. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, I'd never tell anybody to watch it because it's a good movie, because yeah. it's not. But... Any, anything with a stupid title. She, you know, when Wolf Cop first came out, she's going, I think this is your sort of shit. I'm like, yes. Wolf Cop is a good movie. I know, I did like it. Yeah, really a, anything it. that comes up with a stupid title that I haven't heard about, she'll, she'll, she'll nudge it while I'm going, have you heard of this one? Like, well, that sounds great because it's got a stupid title. <laughs> yeah. I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the, the trick is to know what you're doing, know yeah. what you're making, not take it seriously, have a laugh with it, and don't try and pretend you're producing some piece of fucking high art because you're really not. And <laughs> I think that's a mistake they made with um, oh, Little Witches oh. and that shark and saw thing. Whereas Ginger Dead Man knows exactly what it is. And they got they kind of got a named actor. Mm. Gary Boosie, he's been yeah. in stuff a lot of people fucking know. I did Point like... Break and lethal weapon and stuff like that but I think it was at a time in his career where he's more famous for being just a bit of a fucking mentalist I think they mention that a little bit in the behind the scenes stuff and the making of I think there's something about that and we got Gary Busey who's and they kind of like cage around a bit like yeah he's quite a character Yeah, and, and then it sort of shows him a bit like filming the, the scene at the beginning in the um, cafe thing Hmm. But you kind of get like, yeah, he's quite eccentric, isn't he? So yeah, I always got the impression he's a bit of a handful. Yeah, <laughs> I think like, okay, we'll we'll just let him do what he wants and let yeah. him ham it up or whatever. Let him just chew the scenery, and then we'll just get record a few lines and we're done. But yeah, it's 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 fun. Yes, yeah. I I had fun with it. It's not it's awful, but it's not awful. Yeah, I, I like a lot of Full Moon and Charles Band stuff. Mm. No, it's the early Puppet Master films and fucking trances. Yeah, Trances is great yeah. and then he's done was Robot Jocks and that sort of thing one of his oh, I haven't he's, seen that they've done sci-fi as well as the horror stuff and he's done all sorts I kind of like a lot of these things so, there are some there are quite a few actually that don't always fit the bill but yeah. you know what you're going to get when you see Charles Band's name attached yeah. and this is exactly that yeah so, fair enough yeah. so the general consensus is we thought it was alright yeah, yeah we, like, we if, had a laugh if, with it for the right person they're going to enjoy it yeah what are we going to do next time we need the top ten as well. I can't remember what we said we were going to uh, do. We didn't. I was. We haven't mentioned this on one of the podcasts, but I was debating on whether we go um, more for soundtracks because you went yeah. to a concert recently, didn't you? With, yeah, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. So I didn't know whether we should do horror soundtracks. Can do. Are we going to allow repeat um, composers, composers, or are we going to really fucking challenge ourselves? I think one score from one from each composer. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise certain people are going to crop up a lot. Hey, look, there's t- 10 John Carpenter <laughs> fucking... <laughs> yeah, exactly. John Carpenter's going to fucking be in there a lot. Yeah. Yeah, right. we could do that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening yeah, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.